We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. And keep those emails coming in, romancereferee at gmail.com, appreciate it. Now Jessica, out of Fallbrook, California, writes the following. I'm 23 years old, I love your show, for a minute there I hated it, turned it off, unsubscribed, didn't want to listen, and now I'm back again because something happened to me that related to some of the things you talk about. I was one of these naive assholes that believed that nothing you said would apply to me. Boy, did I learn a lesson. I met a guy recently on Tinder. Things seemed to have been going pretty well for the first three months. I lived with my folks. He was coming over. He was very cordial, very nice. He's in his mid-30s, so I thought that this guy would be a stable bet for a relationship. God, was I wrong. He said that I had to sign a release form before I could come over to his home. And I asked him, what did this release form entail? He wouldn't tell me. He said, just sign the form or else you can't come over. I, of course, refused to sign the form. He then quit communicating with me, quit quit coming over, quit texting me, wouldn't take my calls. I was persona non grata. Could you please explain to me What the hell does this mean? What is this about? I've never been faced with anything like this before in my life. I asked my folks about it, and my uncle's an attorney, and he told me it could have meant anything. What are your thoughts on it? Well, your uncle is right. It could have meant anything, Jessica, but I think that what he was trying to do, like some guys will do, they will have women to sign a release form when they come into their home. And what that does, it releases them of certain liabilities. You may be agreeing not to steal something. You may agree to being videotaped. The best thing to do is not sign it. That sounds creepy as hell anyway. I guarantee you, you've avoided a man who probably has a porn collection of every woman that's been to his home. And she doesn't know it. This is a common practice. Be thankful you got away from it. You don't know what you would have gotten involved in with that. He was being cordial coming over to your house being Mr. Nice Guy because he wanted to treat you like shit at his place. He dodged the bullet, dear. Don't try to pursue it anymore. Let it go. Let it go, like they say on Frozen, right? More in a moment, folks. All right, everyone, let's see what's in the mailbag from Josh out of Henderson, Nevada. I'm one of those trolls. Yes, that's me. 
I listened to your show for about a year, then I had to quit listening because things got so negative. I just felt as though I would never find the love of my life. I'll be upfront with you, dude. At 23, I thought it was over for me. A lot of the women that I would meet would have some of the characteristics that you talked about, and it just got too depressing to listen to your show, so I stopped doing so. I started back recently because of the situation that happened to me not too long ago. Thought I'd share that with you. And in this way, some other people will understand sometimes the things you talk about actually happen to people. And it's happened to me. A few nights ago, a friend of mine, we sat around at his place drinking Jägermeister and beer. And what he liked to do was troll people just like we would do, go on dating sites and give girls these aspirations and build their egos up only to tear them down. Made us feel good to do that. Well, he also liked going on Craigslist and messing around with some of the older women that were lonely and desperate. I messed around and there was this 43-year-old single mom and I started chatting with her. I texted her, she texted me back and then she sent me a picture of her boobs. They were nice. I asked for a facial, she wouldn't give me one. She sent me a picture of her vagina, nice and shaved, loved it. So I sent her a picture of my junk. Her friend busted up laughing. She sent me back a picture of her butthole open wide. She asked me when can we meet. I told her tonight, but didn't tell my friend. She asked me where I gave her the address to where he lived. Then I told her would she be down for two guys. She said yes. I told my friend what I had done. He was furious at first. What I didn't know was, at 23, he had never had sex before. In some ways, I saw how vulnerable he was. Worried whether or not this woman would be someone that he could get hard with, someone that he didn't know what to do anything with because he had never been with a woman before. I never knew that he was that vulnerable. I learned a valuable lesson that evening. The lady came to the door, and when I opened it, it was one of my high school friend's mom. Well, she got the business. She didn't know that I knew who she was. And yes, she was really good, and she was mighty horny. My friend was kind of awkward, didn't know what to do. He was walking around like a girl. Finally, she had to sit him down, and then she started giving him fellatio. I got behind her and was doing my thing. Then after a while, he got into the rhythm, and then he started acting like a man for a change. It was embarrassing. I hated to see him go through that, and I didn't know that I was exposing him to something that he was uncomfortable with. We've always played pranks on each other, but I think I took it a little bit too far at this point. We screwed this woman every kind of way possible, double penetrating her all night long. Now we got a little thing going on where whenever she gets horny, she contacts one of us and we just go and do her. 
Never thought I'd be in a situation like this. And I hope I never see my high school friend again because if I do, how could I ever tell her that I was screwing her mom? Josh, Henderson, Nevada. Oof. Josh, you had an experience. Now, one thing I will tell you, fella, is this. A lot of people, and you found this out yourself first Sam, would talk shit about how, you know, they can handle sex and all this other stuff. And you saw you called your friends bluff. That's the reason why he likes trolling people, because he don't have to do shit. And by you setting this up, you smoked him out. And now he realizes, and you realize also, that he was full of shit the whole time. So he probably told you about all these women he slept with, but you called him on his bluff. You had this woman come over there and service both of you. Now, the lady probably don't know who you are, but you know who she is. And that's going to be a pretty interesting thing. You put just yourself in an interesting situation, sir. I say that is unique because um, I never heard of something like this happening. So you're educating me because I didn't know stuff like this could happen. But you never know. So now you got something to chalk up in your experience locker. But I know there's a lot of women on Craigslist that want quickies and things like that. Just got to be careful, dude, because a lot of those women sometimes will wind up with herpes and they still want to go out and do these discreet, clandestine things. So you have to watch that. Seriously. Oh, man. Let's see what else is here. I'll tell you what, let me take a break and I'll come back. Taurus characteristics because they are practical and reliable, taurines place a very high value on stability and security both material and emotional. Taurus people are very faithful and patient, but when they become angry, they can easily transform into an infuriated bull. Because they have a tendency to be too conservative, taurines would be wise to learn to accept new ideas and adjust to new situations. And although bulls can be extremely stubborn, it's that incredible determination that helps them to achieve the goals. The taurians' kind heart, stable temperament, and constant devotion will always make their relationships very fruitful. Steady and sturdy, the bull is often the one member of the family that everyone turns to when they need support or assistance. Taurus is kind and reliable, and always there when needed. As a parent, the Taurus is able to maintain a very even and low-key tone, which offers reassurance and stability to their children. The Taurine child relates to parental figures in much the same way, with consistent support and appreciation. A major difference comes in the sibling relationship, where there is often more of a competitive vibration, but when all is said and done, this is a loyal sign that cheers on and encourages siblings when they need a shoulder to cry on or inspiration to move forward. The big strong bull can be shy and withdrawn when it comes to romance. Despite the appearance of bravado and self-confidence, Taurus people can be somewhat insecure when it comes to love. 
They are most drawn to outgoing people who make their feelings obvious. That way the bull can feel self-assured of the other person's feelings. When Taurus marries, it is often for better or for worse. This is someone who will stick by a partner no matter what comes their way. As in other areas of life, Taurus is very steady and reliable at work. This person is the one the boss can count on to get the job done. But because Taurus people lack confidence at times, they may not aim as high as possible, and often settle for less than what could be achieved. Taurus needs to constantly maintain the goal of high self-esteem to achieve a worthy role in the workplace. Copyright Copyright Daily Horoscope. Download it now. http colon slash slash com slash dh. Now Taurus I'm very familiar with. I've dated a lot of Taurus females in my life. Now I can tell you one thing for sure. A lot of the things depicted here are true. There are a couple of things that you have to remember about a Taurus. If you're an outgoing person, like if you're a Pisces or something like that, that's more extra, extroverted in some aspects of your life, what you will find is that with a Taurus, they will hold you back. They're not people to take on challenges. They're not people to take on controversial things. They're low-key, very conservative, very loyal, and they will hold you back based on their insecurities. That's one problem you have with Taurus. Many of them are very insecure, even though outside they may have a shell of security. Inside, they're very insecure, especially when it comes to relationships and intimacy. They're not so sure about whether or not someone really likes them, whether or not their body may be up to par, whether or not they're doing the right thing in the bedroom. These are questions that they have. Now, introspectively, they may not look at themselves so much in that regard because externally they're trying to keep up this posture. They are very moralistic. They are very uh, persistent when it comes down to making sure that a task is completed. They're consistent and very reliable. Those are great, great attributes. Very good in a relationship. will stick with you. But here's the thing with a Taurus. If a Taurus gets with you in a relationship and they're not asking for a commitment, nine times out of ten, they're committed with someone else. And what they're doing with you is trying to shore up that insecurity that they may have in themselves. So take, for instance, their partner cheated on them. It's not uncommon for a Taurus to come to you and to get shored up with a little bit more motivation and self-esteem and go back out there in that relationship. So the one thing that I will say is this. If they're in a marriage or in a relationship with someone else and they come to you on the wayside, trust me, more than likely, it's just going to be a temporary fix for them. They're going to go back. These people are notorious for being separated, friends with benefits, that kind of thing. Now, another thing about them as well. They're good people. All of these signs are good people, but with Taurus, I mean, they're really good people. The only thing with Taurians is that after you have crossed them, if you do, that bull that she talked about, yes, it will come out. If they feel as though they've been slighted or taken for granted, yes. Anything that smacks at their low self-esteem, which they're trying to protect, they will fight you tooth and nail in order to defend that.
they do not want you to touch that sore spot. They will come to you to have that self-esteem nurtured, but they're not going to come to you if you're going to be an individual that's going to tear it down even more than it is. That's the way it goes. But it's a lack of self-confidence more than anything. Even though they may give you the persona of them being confident, there's a good possibility they're not. In other words, they're similar to Leos in a way. Leos are fierce on the outside. But a lot of times, they have a lot of insecurity that they're trying to mask. Pisces characteristics Pisceans are able to adapt emotionally to any environment. Their symbol is a pair of fishes, one swimming above the other in the opposite direction. Likewise, they possess some duality in their personalities. On the one hand, they can be kind, compassionate, sensitive, and very understanding. But at the same time, Pisces people like to keep their true emotions under wraps, placing great focus on their inner journey. Pisceans are very easygoing, and they would rather wait for their problems to sort themselves out than pushing to actively solve them prematurely. Pisces is very affected by environment. A warm, cozy ambience that reflects this sign's individuality makes for a happy, well-adjusted fish. But when Pisces dwells in a living situation that is less than ideal, and not a source of strength, security and comfort, then it can significantly affect their mood and relationships. Pisces needs to create a home environment that is a safe haven to thrive and flourish, that's a priority for this sign. The happy fish has excellent family relationships. As a parent, Pisces is warm, caring, and very involved. This sign is an excellent son or daughter as well, always interested in a parent's happiness. As a brother or a sister, Pisces often takes the role of the confidant and or the mediator between siblings. Pisces is a gentle, kind, nurturing and highly intuitive sign. These characteristics go a long way to strengthen any romantic relationship. When Pisces person is in love, it is all hearts and flowers. This person is great at self-expression and is very demonstrative and affectionate. In a good, strong relationship with a solid foundation, this is fabulous. But Pisces also lives to please and to be well thought of. That tendency can lead to being taken advantage of in matters of the heart when a partner does not appreciate all of which this sign has to offer. Pisces needs to work at not being impulsive in relationships. They need to take the time to really know someone before jumping into a more serious relationship. A slowly built romance is one that could last a lifetime. The Pisces person really needs to choose a career out of passion, or restlessness could easily set in. This creative sign has a deep need to be self-expressive through work and becomes bored quickly if that doesn't exist. Without that element, Pisces gets distracted and may wind up feeling lost. A keen imagination is the hallmark of this mystical sign, and the ability to dream and to create makes this person someone who would do well in a career that does not have traditional boundaries. Copyright Copyright Daily Horoscope Download it now, http colon slash 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 dh fiction of Pisces describes a lot especially when it comes down to a person like myself except for one thing I had to learn how to counterbalance a lot of the negative aspects associated with the sign I'll give you a case in point getting into relationships too quickly 
That's one of the reasons why I had all those relationships. And what I had to learn from those was I had to look for quality instead of quantity. When it came down to appeasing people, I had to become blunt like I am now. I had to become a little bit more of a person that had to be objective and make decisions instead of just going on and trying to appease others. Because what Pisces usually do, they inconvenience themselves for the pleasure of others. I had to stop that. When it came down to career, I've only chose jobs that had to do with my self-expression, broadcasting, information technology, international business, jobs where I could go and have a passion for what I do. That's the reason why I got Romantic Truth started, because of the fact that I had a passion that I had to follow, something that meant more to me than the money. Because the passion will lead to the money, not vice versa. Other things. When it came down to being taken advantage of. Well, it took me only a little bit to learn that because Pisces, we fall too quickly in relationships, fall in love too quickly. And we are not as objective and skeptical as some other signs are. So I had to learn how to do that and develop that skill set. So that I could better apply it. We're intuitive, we listen a lot. And folks, you wonder why I talk about a lot of women coming to me in bars and restaurants wanting to talk about their problems? For some reason, that was the case. And the reason for that still is the case today. And the reason for that, they would always tell me, we just seem to be someone that's very approachable and easy to talk to. Pisces are easygoing. Yes, we are. But there are some downsides to being with the Pisces. Environment is very important to us. I'll put it to you this way, ladies, in general. If I don't have my stuff together at some point, guess what I don't do? I don't go out looking for women. I don't go out dating. Because I have that decorum where if things are not going well for me, they wouldn't go well for the relationship. So I take myself out of the equation. Now, sometimes while I get in trouble is when a woman is interested in me and I start the relationship when I'm not ready to. And that can be complicated because at that point, I let a woman know at any point in my life where I am financially and everything else. I tell her the truth up front. A lot of people don't like that. I've had women tell me, I would never tell anyone I had glaucoma. I let them find out later on after we started dating. Why not? Why would I want to not disclose that something so obvious but I have women that tell me that that would be the better thing I would attract more women that way but see this is what they're accustomed to doing to men now ladies you always ask for honesty up front right but sometimes you don't like the honesty that you receive so guys will lie to you I'm not going to do that Pisceans are notorious for lying to women. Let's face it. How many of you ladies can attest to this? Because what they do is they implement their fantasy to replace their reality. See, I don't do that. That's one thing I learned early on. If I can't 
see a feasible way for what I have envisioned, I put it on the back burner until I can come up with a feasible way for it to work. Just like this show. I meted out how it was going to work. And I said, okay, is it feasible for me to do it, to bring it to fruition? If it's not, I'm not going to waste my time. Once I saw it was feasible, I did it. That's the way I operate. I may have great ideas. But guess what I'm not going to do is bring somebody else on that idea unless I am sure that that idea has legs and that it has funding and it has a way of taking off and to actually be done. I'd rather present it to them after I've started it than before I propose it. Because you're going to have a lot of people that are going to try to shoot you down and tell you, no, it ain't going to work, just like with this podcast. Oh, my goodness. It was the closest people to me that told me this would fail. The total strangers, you, the listeners, are the ones that motivate me for the success. It was those people that were closest to me that motivated me for failure. So who did I listen to? You, the listener. Because had I not, I would have still been in that stage of analysis paralysis. Will it work? Might it work? Could it work? Should it work? Instead of just saying, okay, we got all of the fundamentals for it to work. Now let's see if we have the resources for it to actually take off. And once those two match up, forget all the analysis paralysis. You just go for it. People will hold you back when you're trying to do something positive for yourself. Because they didn't do it. They didn't think of it. So therefore, they got to tear you down. Crabs in a barrel. Many of you know that analogy. You have to pull yourself out of that. Now, the reason why environment affects us so badly as Pisces is because it also has a reflection on us. How do we get into this place and how will we function within it? And if we're not satisfied with where we are, we can't function within it. And a lot of people will go and fantasize outside of it. They'll create a world outside of it. I got to the place where I said, well, you know, and like I told my mother back in the day when I was a teenager, she was like, son, well, we'll go and visit California, stay out there two weeks. And I told her, I said, mom, why don't we do this? If we were living in California, will we visit Mississippi for two weeks? She said, yeah. I said, well, that's a good idea that maybe we should live somewhere and visit places that we don't want to stay. And she thought about it. She said, what do you mean? I said, think about it for a moment. If you live in California, you have a certain standard and a certain norm. And in Mississippi, you can go visit the family and be a convenience for a while. Where instead of living your life inconveniently and then going to California to live and enjoy yourself for two weeks. I didn't know that suggestion I made to her back in 1974 would come to fruition in 1978. But this is what it comes down to. I'd rather live in a place where I would like to vacation and visit a place I didn't care for that much than vice versa. The reason being, I have to get back to the place that you really don't like living in that much 
guess what you're going to do? You're going to miss the place that really made you feel better. Just food for thought. It's funny when I hear people come in from the Midwest and from Canada and different places to Vegas. Yeah, man, at least I don't have to deal with the snow. Well, the only thing you have to do is just look at Mount Charleston and you see all the snow you want. Yeah, but, you know, we got the warm weather here. Yeah, during the summer. During the winter, it gets down to 18, 19 degrees. Sometimes even lower than that. But they're looking at it from the standpoint of geography. Got it. But this is the way it goes. So, yes, all of these things have an impact. Now, there are a couple of things about Pisces that you have to understand. Now, the reason why I personally don't care to date Pisces women on a regular basis, even though my girlfriend is Pisces, we're born on the same day. And I'm now showing her some of the aspects of being a Pisces that she has to watch. And she's noticing these things, and it's helping her. Because a lot of Pisces don't know this. And one of the things comes to mind is this. You start things and you don't complete them. How many of you know Pisces that do that? Take on more than they can actually finish. They talk about things that they would like to do but never do them. Or never try to do them. That is one battle that we always have. In relationships, they will start a relationship and drop it and start another one like it's nothing. Something else that needs to be worked on. They're not very good with numbers when it comes to financials. This is the epitome of what a Pisces need to know about. One of the things that I had to focus on was that. And I'm thankful to this very day in junior high school and elementary school they taught us about checkbooks and how to write checks and how to balance books and things like that and how to pay bills. That helped me growing up. A lot of people, don't, they don't get that exposure. So these things we have to be vigilant on. And we have to really think about And also controlling your emotions. Pisces are very big on emotions and sometimes they get involved and take on other people's problems that they should not. You notice on this show I tell people all the time, hey, you're the adult in the room on your situation. I give you the tools, you fix yourself. If you need therapy or whatever, you do it yourself. Because you got to delegate responsibility. Because Pisces are notorious for having people bring their problems to their doorstep and leaving them right there, and it becomes that Piscean's problem. Can't tell you how many times that has occurred in my life. And you have to be able to go and decipher what is yours and what's not yours. And quit being a peacemaker all the time. You go to a restaurant somebody invites you there for dinner and then all of a sudden what they choose to do you can pay for yourself and you've already let them know hey uh, I got enough to cover me 
but they come there and they sit and wait expecting you to be the weak one to pay for everybody. Nope. What you do is you tell the waitress, uh, could we have separate checks, please? And in that way, telling them that up front, you're not putting yourself out to be that punching bag. They will play on you like that as a Pisces. People will feed off of you. Take advantage of you. And this is what you have to be very keen on. And once you have had a few scars on your back, you know exactly how to handle it. So when someone's trying to manipulate you or use you, you call them out and you call it as you see it. When it comes to careers, Pisces usually take careers that they have fewer guidelines to abide by. In other words, their creativity supersedes the rules. As long as they fall within the spectrum of the law or the spectrum of the policy, their creativity goes abound. Nothing's wrong with that. Many of us like to work alone. There was a guy that was in the mafia decades ago. Well, damn near a century ago. And what he used to do, he would go on a, to commit a crime. Take, for instance, to do a hit. Now, he was the tough guy. He was the enforcer. However, if you chose to go along with him to commit that crime in order to prove yourself, what the person didn't understand when they were going as his accomplice was that he was also going and signing up to be a victim of that crime because this individual worked alone and that person he didn't see as a partner in crime, he saw him as a witness in crime. So when this person would go out, he would not only take out the person he was going to kill, but he would also take out the person who went with him. Now, in a sense, metaphorically, when it comes down to Pisces, when they work, a lot of times, they would rather work that way alone. And they find, they find themselves in difficult situations at work sometimes when they're expressing their creativity in a way that maybe others wouldn't understand or they may try to put them through some sort of remedial program to try to say, hey, well, you know, we do things this way, or do things that way. And what you have to re realize as a Pisces is this. If it's too restrictive, guess what you can do? Get another job. Don't sit there and argue with them. Wasting your time. Take your creativity elsewhere, make the other company money. Don't sit there and waste your talent in one environment. I'm telling you. I've seen a lot of people dull their knives doing that career-wise. More in a moment, folks. Let's see what we have here. Joanne writes the following. I'm so angry and frustrated at myself. I really thought about suicide. 
Of course, I wouldn't do that, but it was a thought at one point. I had a couple of things happen to me within the last few days that I'm still trying to digest. First, I find out that my boyfriend has gotten my younger sister pregnant. I broke it off with him. And I have an awkward situation with my sister. My mother has been the mediator in that whole situation. I have a 32-year-old roommate. And she decided to let her feelings out yesterday while I was in the shower. She opened the shower door and wedged her face in my crotch and began licking me. I was trying to push her away, but the feeling was so good. Her tongue was so deep inside me that I just couldn't resist. I literally went limp and fell on the floor and the water just sprayed all over us. This woman ate me out in such a way that I damn near fell in love with her. Now, I've never been into women, don't like women in that context. But for some reason, she hit the spot for me. She did it for me. I orgasmed right there on the shower floor. I feel kind of bad now. It felt like I was so desperate that I let a woman make love to me. But it wasn't that. When we got into the bed, we continued. I didn't give a damn that my sheets were saturated from the water. Didn't matter at all. I wanted her. We 69. We did everything that a woman could do to another woman. And I can tell you this. I've never orgasmed as much as I did with her. It scared me. Now I'm questioning my sexuality. She has a boyfriend. I used to have a boyfriend. We're two heterosexual women, but we're making love to each other. We got so intense with our emotions last night that now it's at a point where we re-signed a lease for another year just so that we could be together. And we're making plans. And she's talking about leaving her boyfriend for me. And I told her no. But she insisted that her situation was no better than the one that I just left. I don't want to be one of these angry feminists that wind up hating men. She told me that wouldn't be the case. And I asked her, How will we call ourselves? What will we classify ourselves as? And she said, lovers. I never thought in a billion years I'd be in a situation like this. I can't tell my family about this because this would add on to the burden, especially my mother. She would have a heart attack if she knew that I was with another woman. It's bad enough she's dealing with the fact that my ex-boyfriend is the father of my sister's child. Any idea as to where I can go with this? Because right now, I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. Joanne, Redlands, California. Whoo, boy. Yep. You got turned out, lady. 
let's face it, what happened with you has a lot to do with some of the things you didn't realize that was going on with you. Your roommate, she had designs for you all along. Now, here's the thing I will tell you. You were traumatized by the situation with your boyfriend getting your sister pregnant. You did the right thing by breaking that off. Giving them a shot at a relationship. It's a wise thing. Now, mom is the mediator. Apparently, you have a lot of respect for your mother. You had no idea that this woman was going to come in there and sabotage you like she did. She had that... That was pre-planned. She already knew that your relationship was in the dumps. Hers was there already. The reason why she did that was because the love she wasn't getting from her boyfriend, she was going to transfer that into you. She got you at your weakest point emotionally. She took advantage of that situation. Now, don't get it twisted. She was in a weak point herself in her relationship. And for her to be able to discard her boyfriend like he's nothing, apparently, it was just symbolic. He was probably not into her that well or she wasn't into him that deep. So now, what has happened and what you have to ask yourself, Are you sure you want to turn that corner? Not because of the sexuality, but because of the commitment. Because this woman wants you for herself. And you're going to have to come out to your family at some point about what you're doing, whether you like it or not. And when you do, you know you got to face the ridicule, the, the criticism, and all the rest. Because you know that's going to hit you rock bottom. So expect that. You're questioning your sexuality. You may want to talk to a therapist, the two of you, to make sure you're not doing this out of desperation, emotional desperation, not physical desperation. Both of you want to be loved. And so you'd say, well, hell, you're in proximity. You're convenient. Let me love you. A lot of roommates wind up together like this. There have been plenty of roommates, especially of the opposite sex, that wound up having sex together. I know I've done it several times. And what you find happening is that that person knows you better than the person that you would meet and start a relationship with. Sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. But let me tell you something. Roommates of the opposite sex that aren't attracted to each other. What you will notice is that they usually wind up with partners that are not really suited for them. See, that roommate knows that person better than the partner does that they're trying to date or date. And one thing that comes about is this. That roommate they're with they've had time with them. Something that that other partner doesn't get. 
I told you guys about the woman that I was dating after my divorce. She had moved in. We were in a one-year lease. She was Caucasian in her 40s. I was in my late 20s. And she had her heart broken. And she was drinking coffee one morning. And she came over to me and gave me a kiss and put her tongue in my ear. And we started out, and let me tell you, it was something else. We had some fun. But she came to the reality of the fact that she was an older woman by 20 years over me, and that the relationship wasn't going to really go anywhere because the way she saw it, from her perspective, because it takes two people to have a relationship, she said, I don't want to be 60s in my 60s and you're in your 40s. I don't want to be in my 70s and you're in your 50s. I don't want to be in my 80s and you're in your 60s because then you're not going to find me attractive and you're not going to want to be with me. And I'm, of course, countering that argument and she's saying, no, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to break this up because of the age difference. I don't want to drag you into my old age you have some women that are like that they're conscious about that in your case ma'am I think the two of you will probably make it it's going to be difficult Aries' characteristics as the first sign of the zodiac, Aries likes to be first in everything. A natural-born leader, the fearless ram is able to get things going in an instant and is willing to try anything. Although this sign sometimes takes on more than can be accomplished, Aries' people are extremely dynamic and energetic, and they have to constantly keep busy. They are also a very charismatic sign, with the ability to easily attract others with their personal magnetism. Aries' people are often the most exciting among family members with their engaging charm and the daredevil personalities, they are frequently called up to resolve family problems because they have a knack for leadership and for getting everyone going in the same direction. As parents, they are protective but they can also be strict disciplinarians. Aries children are known to give their parents quite a few gray hairs, and with their siblings, they are competitive, but they love them deeply. In all of their relationships, Aries people are a force of dynamic energy, whether male or female. Aries does not take no for an answer when it comes to romance. When they meet an attractive potential partner, Aries doesn't play games, they are straight shooters and won't play hard to get, Aries people tend to be aggressive at times, though, sometimes scaring off possible love interests, by cultivating a softer approach, Aries true strength and fine character traits will be more noticeable, many Aries people, therefore, tend to rush into relationships and they may experience more than one marriage throughout their lives, nothing can stop an ambitious Aries who is intent on achieving a career goal, this is a very driven sign, 
along with the drive, Aries people will work hard to get what they want. Aries is not all about hard work though. Aries is also a dreamer. They tend to dream big too. They often reach straight for the stars. Nonetheless, the drive and hard work allow them to often get exactly what they're aiming for. In business, Aries is savvy and shrewd and often winds up living the high life. Many corporate leaders are born under this self-motivated sign. Copyright Copyright Daily Horoscope. Download it now. HTTP colon slash slash com slash dh about Aries. All right, now, this is the second most popular zodiac sign that I've dated. Gemini and Aries, neck and neck. Now, Aries, true enough, as depicted, they want to be number one. But here's the thing also about Aries. Aries are very selfish. They're going to be number one regardless. If you're in a relationship with an Aries, count on them taking care of themselves before you're taken care of. So if you're the partner, hey, I'm safe. How about you? Did you get away from the criminal? I made sure I did. Aries will look out for themselves first. Understand that. That's the one problem that you will have with them when it comes down to that loyalty. They're not loyal to a fault. They're loyal to themselves. Now, it's not a bad thing, but it's something to be aware of. Aries are very fierce. If they're interested in you in a relationship, they will move heaven and earth because they're interested in you. You will find a lot of Aries that will be in relationships longer than the man. The guy will leave the woman. Some of you ladies have been with Aries men and the guy is still hung up on you and you've moved on to other men. This is a common thing with them because they are pursuing what they want. Again, this is a selfish sign. It's one of the things that Aries have to contend with regularly. They have to pinch themselves every once in a while because they get that centric feel going on. They feel as though they're invincible a lot of times and they will do things and get themselves in situations where they start something and won't finish it. Of case in point relationships. They'll get halfway through it and say, hey, you know, we can be friends. They do that. That's common for them. Now, when it comes down to tasks or jobs or anything that needs to be finished as far as externally, besides relationships, they're good at that. They will finish. They will start. They will uh, come up with initiatives. They will follow through. They're thorough on that. However, when it comes to the love life, the problem with Aries a lot of times, they will get involved in relationships, realize that the person may not want them as much as they want the person and before you know it, they're backing out of it. Now, it could be for various situations. If that Aries doesn't feel comfortable in that relationship, where they can say, well, you know, I feel kind of crowded. I feel like the commitment is too great. They will bail and think nothing of it. Now, understand another thing. It's not that they're weak people or anything like that. It's just that they're individuals where they don't see an incentive for them. They're not interested. Now, that persistence I talk about in relationships is really something you have to think about if you get involved with an Aries because they will usually be the person that will pursue you whether they're a man or a woman. Now, you could maybe have an interest in them but not an interest where it's something where you would have the same enthusiasm for them. But they're going to pursue you. And the thing is, is that as they do this, they're going to still try to motivate you to want them. 
The problem is, you may not feel the same way. And it's not uncommon, again, for these folks to wind up pursuing you long after your love interest in them has gone. This happens. Now, there's another thing, too, about Pisces that I didn't mention. You'll find a lot of Pisces are confused and conflated. They try to appease so many people that they can't make decisions for themselves. A lot of Pisces need to work on that because that is a common trait for many Pisces. You're trying to juggle the ball so many times and usually they wind up short. They wind up not really serving themselves properly. In other words, they treat people better than they treat themselves. Now, back to Aries. If an Aries and a Pisces get together, it's not going to really work out too well. The Pisces is going to have to make more concessions than the Aries would. That's the way it would have to work. Hate to say it that way, but that's the way it would be. Once again, they're good people. They're nice. They're very, very motivated. These people are leaders. Aries aren't. But that's one of the flaws that they have. They will pursue things sometimes that are not really meant for them. And after they've pursued it, they'll go and start another pursuit. So it's not uncommon for them to be married more than once. That's the way it goes. More in a moment. Aquarius characteristics Aquarius has a very strong and dominant personality. Above all things, this sign seeks the truth. Aquarians are tolerant to every point of view, and can see both sides of an argument. They are independent, and from time to time it is their nature to seek out alone time. On the other hand, Aquarians can be true extroverts. The great desire to help humanity enables them to make friends very easily. But their high-minded personal ideals and values make them overly demanding of others. If they become disappointed in someone, they can never truly forgive or forget. They are, by nature, very tolerant, so they can learn to be more forgiving if they so choose. Aquarians tend to have high expectations of their friends, they seek out people who, like them, have deep integrity, are honest, and are intellectually inclined. They look for the same things in their family members, and they will form the deepest bonds with those who match those criteria. Although this sign is dedicated to family, that is not a guarantee that they will form a close bond with all family members. As a parent, Aquarius expects a lot and is often a strict taskmaster when it comes to discipline and drawing the line. With an Aquarian's own parents, the bond could be extremely strong or not, depending on the level of understanding between them. The same goes for this sign's sibling relationships, if they are kindred spirits, the bond will run strong and deep. Having a sensitive and attuned personality, Aquarians often fear of being vulnerable, and so it may take a very long time for them to open up and allow a relationship to develop. Aquarians have high standards for their romantic partners, and they set the bar impossibly high at times. Many see them as too picky and not open enough to the possibilities, but they are only that way because they place such high value on quality and integrity. But once an Aquarian's heart is open, it is a love that can last a lifetime. When Aquarius reaches a level of trust and acceptance, there is nothing this sign won't do for love. 
Aquarians enjoy work that allows them to tap into and show off their intellectual prowess. They enjoy learning, and so any field that involves continued learning is highly desirable. People of this sign love to develop ideas and concepts, and they are happiest when there are few restrictions so they can allow their creative minds soar. Also, being great humanitarians, Aquarius people often gravitate to careers that allow them to help others in some way. Copyright Copyright Daily Horoscope Download it now, http colon slash 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 dh You guys are dissed by Aquarians, believe it or not. Because Aquarians, let's face it, they're very judgmental people. They're people that have a certain standard, and when I say standard, you know those standards I talk about? They have those, and those are unwavering. Even if they like you, they're not like some women who will drop them down a bit. Aquarians may make some adjustments, but they're not going to drop their standards. And one thing about them, they're not going to date someone where no standards are set. So expectations are real big with Aquarians. They require a lot out of their partner. Now, they're not going to trust you at face value. They may come across as very, very engaging, very nice, but Aquarians can be very condescending. They can also be a person that you may not figure out how to get to. And they want it that way. Because the way they look at it, they want to weed out liars. They want to weed out people that are less than what they present themselves to be. And so you will find a lot of women who are Aquarians that will diss more men than most other women. Because these women have a high opinion of themselves. It's not that they're narcissistic, necessarily. It has to do more with their standards. They have strict moral values and they stick by those. If you ever cross or cheat on one of them, you're going to be punished. And that punishment may be divorce, exile, but whatever it is, I guarantee you it's going to be extreme. And this is for small offenses. We haven't talked about anything large. So, when you're dealing with them, understand one thing. It's just like you're in front of a jury every time you're with them. I hate to say it that way, but this is the way it comes across. Now, when they open up to you and they're willing to have a relationship with you, they're not going to lower those standards while you're in that relationship. Those standards are going to stay high. Now, these standards can be based on materialism. It can be based on morality. Most time it's based on morality and integrity. They're real big on integrity. This is one of the reasons why I get along a lot better with Aquarian women. As far as relationships. As far as sex, Gemini, when it comes down to a relationship to have as a casual friend or friends with benefits, Aries. Cancer, it's going to just be a fling or a hookup. It never materializes to anything more than that. But, for the most part, when you're dealing with Aquarius, they're making their partners be accountable as they are. They're going to hold you to the same standard that they're going to have for themselves, usually. You'll have some that may slack and may want more out of the guy than they may provide. But for the most part, they're going to have standards set and they're going to expect the man to meet those expectations. When it comes to career, 
Their creativity and their intellect must be exercised. These women love to have intellectual conversations. If you can't talk about politics, religion, or other philosophical thought processes, you might not want to get involved with an aquarium. They're not just going to sit around. They're not going to go with a lot of theories, a lot of uh, stuff that has to do with conspiracy theories, hearsay. They're not like that. If you're a Pisces and you come in with that bullshit, they're going to cut you down. Because they deal with facts. They don't deal with foolishness. I'm telling you guys, think about it. Before you talk to that woman, you might want to ask her, I know this might sound kind of corny or kind of 70-ish, but what's your zodiac sign? If she says Aquarius, understand, at that point, you got to pull your shit together. If she says Taurus, you still got to pull your shit together. Some women, they don't care. If she's a Pisces, eh, you might be able to get by without a problem. The reason being, Pisces are not that restrictive, I'll put it that way. When it comes down to morals, values, that kind of thing. Not to say that they don't have morals and values, but they seem to be a little bit more into spirituality and therefore they're more susceptible to other sort of philosophies and thought. Just my opinion, folks, not an indictment. More in a moment. All right, let's see what's in the mailbag. I must admit, I quit listening to your show for about two years. Like Josh, I was not interested. I thought that only thing you guys did on these dating sites and with all of this dating advice was just talk a whole bunch of crap about a lot of things you didn't know about. I started back listening to you a few months ago and realized Many of the things you talk about are on point. As a person who had been married for 32 years to a man that really didn't give a shit about his family or his wife, you're right, there are some things that need to be addressed. And you talk about these things. And I've been in denial, deflecting, trying to ignore the realities that I faced. My daughters are grown and gone to Arizona State now to get their degrees and go on in life. So I've done my job there. But I stayed in the marriage for one particular reason, for them. If you can convey anything to your listening audience, please let them know that staying with a man for the children is not the answer. I went 10 years of my life with no sex. He had drank himself to impotency. After the DUIs, after the bails, I had enough. I divorced him. I grew up in a straight-laced family. Minorities were a non-starter in my family. No relationships with them, especially blacks. They were off-limits, they were considered evil, criminal, and degenerates. I was living by my parents' rules and I wound up structuring my life around that. This is one of the reasons why I quit listening to you because you were black, I'll be honest with you. I started back listening to you when one of my girlfriends at work began listening to you. 
And there was one session that you talked about interracial relationships that really struck home. There's an African-American male co-worker that I've really admired for several months. I invited him over for dinner one evening. He came over for dinner. I invited him over for dick. After we finished dinner, I took him by the hand into the living room, sat on the sofa, and began undressing, placing my clothes neatly on the coffee table. I spread my legs wide and asked him, what was he going to do? He was awkward at first, but then he found comfort between my thighs, and I found comfort with him inside of me. It was the first time I had ten and a half inches inside of me, and I enjoyed every stroke. I had more pleasure with him in the last four hours that night than I did for my whole 32 years of marriage. This is no exaggeration and no joke. I'm very descriptive because on the side I write novels, but this was no novel. This was a reality because I used to write in order to get these fantasies out of my head. But now I live my fantasy. He comes over every weekend now, and we have a routine. As soon as he walks through the door, he drops his clothes. I'm already naked. We go and take care of business. My daughters don't know about him yet, but they will find out about him, and when they do, they're going to have to accept the fact that their mother is with a black man. Something I've always wanted, something I never disclosed to them. At some point, I might have to do some explaining, and I'll deal with it at that point. But for now, it's about me. I've lived for them, I live for my ex-husband, and I've been naive for so many years. Michelle, Mesa, Arizona. Well, Michelle, uh, you're very descriptive, and I appreciate your listenership. And a lot of people have some of the sentiments that you have about the show. Not only Josh, not only yourself, but other people, Claudia, different people that have written in and they told me about how they listened at first and they didn't think it was of any value and then they came back and they listened again and found some things that were essential. That's what this show does, provides things like that. So I appreciate that. Now, you said volumes there when you start talking about Women staying in relationships over kids. That's an excuse. Along with, he won't do it again. Along with, things will get better. These are all motivational excuses for you to stay in a relationship. And a bad one at that. Because the more qualifiers you come up with, the longer you will stay. You would never do this with someone that you just started out with in a relationship. First thing you would say is, oh, nope, I'm not going to tolerate that. But after you're with someone that you chose and you liked, you make exceptions to the rules. That's how many of you ladies get burned. Michelle learned this valuable lesson. And Michelle, I would like to read some of your writings. I'm sure they would be very impressive and important. So please, send me the link. Uh, I don't know if you're on Amazon or not. But I would love to uh, read some of the things you write about. But this is what we deal with, folks. 
it comes in many shapes, forms, sizes, and persuasions. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.